1: actor postgame show Danny meringue no Brandon Sprague coach Sprague is gone uh, like rate if subscribe do all the things the great things about audio is I can go through and edit that out for the podcast we <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys I know it's bad and the, the problem is I when where I'm doing it just solo I don't have the monitor so um, that's unfortunate that's how it goes because everything else is routed to the board so uh, but again <laughs> besides my own ignorance Blazers win. Uh, Blazers win. Uh, tremendous comeback. 112-103, down 23 points. Uh, Fred Katz had this. Uh, I want to make sure I get it right. The Blazers won on a 53-21 run over the final 16-25 game of the game. 53-21. That's a lot. Oh, they, I'm sure they're melting down. Uh, there's a lot of cool things to talk about tonight. Uh, Josh Hart makes his debut. Uh, Josh Hart, uh, I think, is quickly, very quickly going to become a Portland fan favorite uh, in the most stark of manners. Uh, this is Ian Kaplan. I already love Josh Hart. Yeah, I think you and about 100,000 other people. I think that's going to be uh, a pretty easy one to understand why it makes sense going forward. Uh, the team is super fun to watch as malls. Yeah. No, the, that's 100%. 100, 100, 100%. Um, the big thing really for this team, for this franchise is, and I've been kind of hammering this drum for such a long time, is that they haven't had guys who could dribble, past, shoot, and play defense. Like, at the wing position. It's just been, well, we spent so much money in the backcourt that uh, we can't afford anything there. So we're going to skimp on it, and then hopefully we can skirt around the edges. Well, now you've got somebody who can dribble, pass, shoot. Shooting being his kind of weakness, but the Blazers have enough shooters on their regular lineup that it's probably okay that guys like Josh Hart and Justice Winslow show up because they pass, they defend, they put the ball on the floor, and they have high basketball IQs. Oh, and they're not all 6'3". Shocking. Shocking the kind of impact size and athleticism can have. Truly. (laughs) Um, the other part of this is the Knicks are a dumpster fire. Basura. Just not good, Bob. They are, they are not good. Um, Jamel. (laughs) What's up, Jamel? (laughs) I can't wait for you to announce Dame the Knicks. Yeah, Dame just saw that dumpster fire and was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm Good, 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 good. Uh, but yeah, I, that Knicks team, I don't. Randall looks like he wants to kill everybody, including his teammates. Um, I won't say much other than uh, that That team's in a bad spot. Just just very, very reminiscent of the Blazers like a month ago, two months ago. The vibes just were awful. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, it is what it is. We'll run through this game real quick. We'll talk about Hart. We'll talk about Winslow. Uh, Malls asked why is Ingles in Portland. We will talk about um, Joe Ingles and what's kind of going on in that scenario. Um there's there's a lot there's a lot on display. First of all, let's hit on Josh Hart. You can't have much of a better debut than Josh Hart did. Uh, within five minutes of being on the floor, he dove on the floor for a loose ball and tried to save it. It went to the Knicks and then went the other way, but who cares? Who cares? He immediately endeared himself to the crowd. Um, very very much knows how to kind of play to the crowd. Great, not boisterous, but just personality-wise, reaction-wise, he's very memeable. Uh, I think he is going to do well in Portland. I do not I do not foresee the Blazers moving on from Josh Hart. Now, the right opportunity comes down the line, sure. But I don't that I don't think that they're going to look that direction to start. Uh, Josh Hart is is a very capable good player. Now, whether or not he starts or if he comes off the bench, you gotta see kind of the team come together and then see how that works out in the long run. But uh, you look at what he can do defensively, basketball IQ, size, creation. I mean, with Dennis Smith Jr., I, he was your de facto backup point guard. It wasn't the best thing, because I don't know if you necessarily look at him and go, that's my primary creator. That's the guy that I want running my offense. But if you have him like initiating sets, like every now and then if you're working on like using him as kind of a quasi short roll guy, or if he's your, your early offense grab and go, uh, transition guy. Yeah. All of those things. Perfect. And that's all. When we talked about Josh Hart, when this deal started coming up, those are the kind of things we start hitting on over and over and over again is he can do a lot of the things that Portland doesn't do well. Dribble, pass, shoot, defend. Um, it's it's going to be really, 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 really interesting um, to see how this goes. Um, I don't know where he's going to slot in. Is he going to be okay coming off the bench or, or how that's going to go? I just look at that and got go, Josh Hart makes sense for this team in a lot of different facets. Uh, Daniel says we needed a guy like Hart. Uh, yeah, I I think so. I, I mean, that's. He's a vibes guy, too, which has been huge, 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 huge. Uh, another one tonight, obviously, another newer addition. Justice Winslow has another good game. Uh, 14, 6, and 5 for Winslow. The, the, what I looked about tonight, you had Winslow, 6 assists. Nurkic, 6 assists. Ant, 8 assists. Watford, 3 assists. Um, 29 total assists for the Blazers tonight. And the big thing about it was, I, I mentioned it on Twitter. The. Blazers are working and cutting more through out of the dunker spot in the last two weeks, and they probably have all season. Part of that is because they don't have shooting, and so they have to they have to utilize that movement. They have to. They have to utilize that movement. It's in, their offense is predicated on using that movement right now because they, nobody else cares about the floor spacing. And the guys who can dribble and collapse a defense i e right now, and. Hart, and Winslow on some short roll stuff. That is why why it's so important that the Blazers are doing these other things and they're using these athletes where Greg Brown is just back cut, back cut, back cut, back cut. There was one play where I believe it was Nurk had it in the high post right side, uh, went to the corner, sunk the defense over. They overloaded to Nurk, uh, and Greg Brown cut through. And it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect stuff because on that, that UCLA cut, boom, it pulled Taj Gibson, I think, in a little bit further, a step or two further, and then it left Ben McLemore wide open in the corner, boom, wet, three. And you, all you really look at is you see that three-point shot. You see Ben McLemore, you're like, ah, that's what he does. The important thing was the, the, Greg Brown, the young man, understanding what was happening on the floor. Understanding what he needed to do, when he needed to do it, and why he needed to do it. And watching those kind of things, really, for the next couple months are the things that I'm most interested in. Do these guys get it? Do things start making sense? Do they start creating a rhythm? Do they understand playing off each other and how to kind of figure those things out? Um, and tonight, you had things come together, and primarily <laughs> because Anthony Simons went absolutely bonkers in a second half again. Uh, Ant finished with 30 points, eight assists, five rebounds. Uh, he was a monster. He was a, a bleeping monster. I mean, uh, I was listening to Zach Low on the Low Post. I talked about this in the um, in the watch party. I'm talking to the Low Post and, and Zach doesn't isn't really thrilled about the Blazers necessarily, but he definitely thinks that you know there's a strong chance that Dame could. Uh, oh, he's not going to be patient and he wants to leave. I think there's a little bit of the New York bias there in Zach. Um as far as, you know, everybody wants to come out there, uh which is, you know, kind of funny because nobody ever wants to. <laughs> but the flip side is, the flip side of this is um the one thing that he said that stood out was Anthony Simons is, is going to score 20 points a game next year. And he said it so nonchalantly, no like matter-of-factly. It was just like, yeah, he is. He's going to just He is going to replace C.J. McCollum's production like that, like that, effortlessly. And that's crazy Um, because, eh, again, obviously, I'm an Anthony Simons guy. I've I've believed in his his skill and his ability for really a long time. And I did not expect this. Uh, Shameless plug, I sat down with Ant yesterday. I'm still editing the video, uh, and we talked about exactly that you know, how everything has come together for him. Uh, I'll probably release that the day after maybe or so of my surgery, uh, next week. Um, so you guys can look for that, but it was spent about a half hour just talking about everything. Uh, his ability to read defenses, uh, improving his handle, uh, the, how is how he's going about being a point guard, his relationship with Chauncey and like going up and down the floor and how, what Chauncey tells him on the floor and how that impacts the game. Um, defensively his again his playmaking getting to the rim his floater all those kind of things that that kind of you know have, have come together to make this this player that he's become uh and again he had a he was awful in the first half he couldn't hit anything i was like he's gonna do this again and we did talk about the first half first second half second half stuff um I don't want to give you any of the goods, but one of the things we talked about during that second half is, is just kind of the feeling out process to take shots when they come. But in the second half, that's when it's go time. And he has been a monster in these second halves lately. He has just absolutely led the way. He has absolutely led the way. Um, this is about This is about a development of a guy who could legitimately be a star, which is crazy. Uh, John asks, "Are they going to pay, uh, are they going to go over overpay for Ant though when the time comes? I don't think there's really a number that they're that they're like not prepared to go to, genuinely. But I don't think that there's anybody out there who has the ability to really go crazy. Uh, I keep I've told everybody since the beginning of the season that his floor is a hundred percent twenty million dollars. People are like I don't know about that. We've we've crossed the threshold of that." His floor is $20 million. That is the floor. We're gonna, if he continues what he's doing now, basically he's adding millions to his, to his contract between now and the end of the season. Is it 20? Is it 25? Is it 27? Like, it's, that's really what we're, we're looking at. Um, selfishly, I want Ant to get every penny. I mean, I want, I want that guy to succeed from a team framework I'm like keep it at 20 please 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 please. <laughs> we've done this before don't do this again um but no I have always team player get the bag when I put my my GM hat on I'm like wow well, well, where can we keep this down where where where's the where 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 can we push this down um but he was a monster absolute monster tonight uh particularly in the second half I mean you you couldn't have flipped the switch anymore uh absolutely killed it from 3 point range was getting into the paint uh, drawing and collapsing—it's everything. It was. Uh, I, uh, Mariano says the Knicks broadcasters called him a future superstar. Uh, Mike uh, Acker sent me a message saying that they that Wally Zerbiak called him uh, Ray Allen, which, okay, <laughs> that's that's Wally Zerbiak calling him Ray Allen.
2: If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Reddick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and The Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami,
1: I was not prepared to call him a Hall of Famer, but uh, if they want to do that, they want to do that, go, okay. Okay. I am 100% on board. 100% on board. Uh, And while I want to give Nurk his flowers here because he had a a monster rebound game, Uh, part of that is there were a lot of shots missed uh, by the Knicks in that second half. Good God. Uh, but also Nurk turned it on in the second half. Uh, I thought he got his ass kicked by Mitchell Robinson in the first half. Um, Mitchell Robinson not playing, probably a part of that, but Nurk delivered. Nurk delivered. And when circumstances change, you you hope that they kind of figure it out. So uh, Nurk did. Uh, I thought he played really well in the second half. I thought he was very much in the... Um, the right headspace, making the right plays at the right time. The only like real criticism I had of him in the second half is, uh, a, maybe a little too loose with the ball, uh, and you just want him to be that vertical threat, but he doesn't doesn't have it. Um, but all in all, I, I thought he had a, a again another bad first half for for Nurk and Simons, which is why they got down twenty three points. But I thought they both balled out in the second half. Nurk another thirty plus minute night where he didn't look gassed. And it's kind of crazy where that's just like a normal thing now. Played 33 tonight. Hart and Simons both played 37. Uh, but those are your big performers, right? Simons, uh, Hart, and Nurk. Winslow kind of chipped in. Macklemore had a quiet 17 off the bench. Uh, it was It was just a really, really good night. You can feel the vibes. You can just kind of feel everything kind of changing. But I say all of this, and I I put this in the write-up, so let me read it word for word, uh, just so everybody's kind of got it. So after wins against the struggling Lakers and lowly New York Knicks, the Blazers take on an absolute gauntlet over the next five games. Milwaukee Bucks, Memphis Grizzlies, Golden State Warriors, Denver Nuggets, and Phoenix Suns. Yikes. Yikes. Yikes, 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 yikes. Yikes. That is a crazy schedule then they actually follow it up with two games against the timberwolves and then there was one other after that. It was a lot. It is a oh, the jazz. The jazz. It is a brutal brutal stretch of games. So the tank will come around. Enjoy beating a crappy laker team. Enjoy beating that team because they are they are awful and it's fun to make the Lakers look bad. The Knicks are in utter disarray. Like, I don't... That team is... Eep, bad. They they do, they are in a weird, weird spot. Uh, all good, 8-0 run coming. This is actually the run Jason Quick was talking about. <laughs> um, Malls, it's the first time this season they look like they're having fun, but please lose more. Yeah, I... Listen, I I don't think this team is just talent wise going to be able to keep up with those other teams. Uh, the addition of Josh Hart is not going to keep the Milwaukee Bucks from taking them apart limb by limb. Like they're just not, uh, unless the Bucks just don't care in that game. That that's kind of how I, I envision that going. Uh, the Suns are on a heater. Uh, the Nuggets, the Blazers still don't really have an answer for for what Jokic does, um, even missing guys, and actually. That game, I know Murray is very close to being back. So it looks like it's late February, early March that Jamal's going to be back. So um, it's going to be interesting. But, 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 enjoy all this. Enjoy all this. And even when they get in the butt kicked, Like, I was at that Bucks game uh, a couple days ago. And even though I got throttled, it was a fun, fun atmosphere. Just, you could just feel the, the tides changing. You feel the winds, winds of change coming through. It was a lot of fun, and again, I know it's hard to see into next year to really envision how this roster is going to shape up, but this is what I've always said. Enjoy the little wins when you can in these kind of moments because they're not always going to be there. They're going to go through a very, very brutal stretch, and they're probably going to get punked pretty often, but then they go into a stretch where they're playing a bunch of really bad teams. So they might get a few more wins. Ultimately, I still think this team ends up being five, six, seven, maybe, maybe eighth worst. I think they're in that five, six, seven range. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see how how that all shakes out. I don't know how it's gonna shake out. I don't. I genuinely don't. But that's that's half the fun, right? Um, I think that's where we're at right now. Don't have really too much other than kind of analyze the, the, the game situation and what kind of what's coming up. The All-Star break's coming up. I guess this is a, a good time to remind folks, after the 16th is my surgery. I will be down for a week, at least, hopefully not two, but at least a week. I've, like I said, I've got the the Ant interview kind of ready to go for next week. Um, but one thing I did want to talk about is uh, Joe Engel's reporting. That is new. Like everybody else in Portland, um, my I think – Richmond, myself, and Piken, maybe Fentress. I think we all basically said, "Yeah, Joe Joe Ingles is not going to report. We're never going to see him." And then I got a text message: "Hey, Joe Ingles is coming to Portland." I was like, "I'm sorry, what? Why? He's rehabbing an ACL. What's he doing here?" I rolled my eyes when Joe Cronin said, "We we value Joe Ingles's bird rights," and I was like oh okay whatever you say joe but then i started thinking about it some more and i started thinking this this whole situation that they're in right now they need to have salary that they can float so if they have his bird rights and they're operating as an above the cap team well they bring in that one guy let's say that one guy is jeremy grant right now um sign nurk sign Ant, sign angles is it what you want right now no it's not the fi- finished or final product but i started thinking about it one of the things cronin has, has stated a couple times is that the blazers need all of their different mechanisms the the mle the tpe how they're going to use it or whether or not they're going to use it um, why they want to keep bledsoe on the rosters that they do kind of envision him as being some part of a trade chip or having that ability to use him in June. Um, Their draft picks. All of a sudden you're like, yeah, I guess they do need to fill out the roster and if they can float a salary spot and use Joe Ingalls' bird rights to keep him on this team, even if you maybe overpay by a million or two, um, but you get like a one and one or you get a, whether it's a team option or player option, whatever it is, and you are able to... And Mariano is kind of getting to my point here. He says, the problem with the Eagles is he'll be 35 years old soon. Again, you're not talking about the Blazers competing and being a team or the team next year. Joe Cronin has kind of made that clear. They're try- They're going to be better. They're going to build towards that. But it's going to take a cycle. They're going to need a full year from from that trade deadline, at least to get the, all of the different mechanisms because every year you get the chance for your MLE or your TPMLE or your BAE, whatever those exceptions are, whatever those things you can take advantage are, because they gutted the roster in such a way and yes, they got that cap space and yes, I fully believe they're going to use it. It's not about getting the player in. It's about using all of the salary machinations possible to fill out the roster. And so they need that money to float into the year. It's that's more important so that they have that roster spot and and Greg says uh, renting Ingles would just be fun that's also part of it like Joe Ingles is a good vibes guy but he's also he fits what they kind of want to do mentality wise and I think that's kind of what they're looking for it's not necessarily entirely basketball reasons it's salary cap reasons it's mentality reasons it's vibes reasons there's a lot of different things that make sense for that to all come together (laughs) Good luck and take care of yourself. Thank God you don't play for Tibbs. Yeah, listen, I couldn't handle 48 minutes right now. I couldn't handle four minutes right now. I went to the grocery store and my freaking hip was killing me so bad I almost fell over. So um it's it's I think there's a lot of different things different things to look at. And even I'm starting to look at things differently in the sense of like why they may be doing certain things. And one of the things I have to really focus on is strictly salary cap reasons and not about saving Jody money, but why they would want to do something, why they wouldn't want to spend money here, why they would want to use this exception here, why they would want to put a guarantee date on this or a non-guarantee date or why this has an option or why this doesn't. Like Joe Cronin is, because he's a salary cap guy, because he's a CBA guy, I think you're going to see significant more usage of uh, more particulars within the CBA. I think that's something you're, you're going to see going forward, and I'm very interested to see how that kind of matures and how that processes. So, um, again, it's just it's just really interesting the, the more I dive into this stuff. So, uh, we'll wrap it up there. I appreciate you. We love you guys. Brandon will be back for the Bucks game, uh, and Brandon will have you guys covered. If not, Brandon, I am trying to get somebody else who will be able to come in uh, and do the at least the watch party uh, for the Grizzlies game. Cause that's, that'll be a, t- a ton of fun. If not, what I will do is, um, if my time permitting, uh, I will flip the stream on for the pre and post game. If I'm not just drugged out of my mind. Uh, cause if I think the surgery is going to be in the morning, if I can move around a little bit, I can flip zoom on and turn the stream on and off for the guys, um, to do a, a pre and post game show, uh, for the Grizzlies game. Cause that'll be a fun one. That'll be right before the, uh, right before the, the All-Star break. so, um, But that'll be, uh, be kind of how it goes. So again, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. You guys, I, I can't thank you all enough. We've had more growth over the past week than we, I ever expected. We are just short of 3,000 subscribers right now. Again, the goal is 4,000. The goal is 4,000 by the end of the year. Uh, when, I, when Brandon and I first set out for this, we were hoping for like 2,000. That was kind of like, let's, let's, let's set an achievable goal. Uh, we, we can we can get some we can kind of figure this out. Uh, we're at four thousand now because you guys have been so supportive and it's been tremendous. Uh, and we've got a ton a ton of stuff planned for the offseason. So um, we'll wrap it up here. Like I said, uh, like rate review subscribe. Help us grow the show. If you're watching here live, please subscribe. Uh, it's free and again it helps us grow everything. Uh, if you uh, are a podcast person, please leave us a review. A ton of you again have done that over the last couple of weeks. Thank you again. That helps you know grow the algorithm. So. Um, until well, Monday. Uh, take care. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I think I'm th- I'm, I'm pro Bengals. I think I'm pro Bengals. Yeah, I'm gonna go pro Bengals. So uh, y'all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you all soon. You can find us on social media at Jack Ramsey's at Danny Morang, at Brandon Sprague, even though he's not here. Uh, and then you can email us show jackedramseys at gmail.com. Take care talk to you.